0: Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health,
1: fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today's one is called Another Level. Another devil. Woof, what does that mean, Sherelle? <laughs> <laughs> I love the ring to that. It's so relevant to, I guess, our podcast name.
0: Um, but I guess you know we really want to chat about you know the last few years and what's unfolded for us, and just as the name suggests, you know, moving from one thing to the
1: next. Yeah, because we always set a vision for the future, and then we may get there if we adhere to our plan well. But and once you get there, it's kind of like, all right, this is cool. What's next? And then you've got to go through that again. There's never mm. really a period of smooth sailing or, or a period where things don't scare you and challenge you unless mm. you're stagnant. So if you're always trying to reach for something in the future, and we should, it's all a part of growing and being a human, then there's always going to be that another devil, so to speak. So mm. that's the challenge and the things that scare us. So that's what we're mm. going to talk about today and just have some real life examples. Yeah, a goodie. Yeah. And there's always,
0: you know, lots of quotes and stuff that you see like lean into discomfort. If it doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. You know, you hear these quotes yeah. and it's well and good to sort of say them, but it's another mm-hmm. thing to do them. And an analogy I really like using is, the, um, you know, trying to catch the horizon or the sunset, I guess. Yeah. You're never going to catch it. So you're always trying to run towards it, trying to to catch the sunset. But if you're always looking at the horizon, you know, you're never going to be able to appreciate how far you really have come.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. And you definitely made up for not using an analogy last week. You threw it in, in about the first two minutes. (laughs) So we're back. I feel settled now. I'm like, yep. Sherelle's analogy. We're good. We're back. I understand. Yeah. God damn it. Maybe we'll have better luck next week. (laughs) No, I love them. I love them. Keep at it. But yeah, you're right. Um, so it's been a big year in the big past couple of years. I suppose for both of us, we've really found our feet and our confidence um, in pursuing what we love doing. And it's going to be cool to really talk about some of you know the limiting beliefs uh, that have showed up and still show up, but then the strategies that we've used to actually keep moving and push through that discomfort, quote unquote.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also important to sort of recognize as well, Danny, that. You know, the path has changed a lot for us mm. and it's not always about having a plan in place and trying to tick all the boxes and, and follow the process to the T to make sure you, you know, things really change and you've got to be open to that sort of redirection so that yep. you can, you know, I hate when people say like, follow your passion. It's so cliche and it makes me want to gag a little bit, oh, but it's What true. do you hate you about it? i don 't know it 's just all the Poxy quotes like Follow you think it 's been overdone a lot of this it 's overdone is overdone
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. it 's overdone, but it 's not just about following your passion it 's about just following what you really generally enjoy doing day to day, like how you want to spend your life what you what you get um, satisfaction and fulfillment from
1: yeah, yeah, because technically everything that we should do, we should put that same level of passion into it now, I was talking to someone mm-hmm. last week actually and People have invented crazy things. Like I'm looking around, and there's a little table plant in front of me. Someone has invented that, and it doesn't mean they're passionate about fake plants. It's like they're just passionate about what they do, and then that was the outcome. So Mm. you might not pursue your passion, but you need to put passion into everything you do. There's a big difference. Yeah, you've got table plant. Thank God. Yeah, you've got two
0: types of people. You know, you've got the people who run the businesses because they're passionate, they live and breathe it, they live in it, and then you've got other people who, like, assist with that. So you've got people who love finances. You know, it doesn't mean that they want to finance business. And Gary Vee actually always talks oh, about here his Oh, he is again. Shout no. out. Shout out to Gary Vee. <laughs> if you don't get him on this show,
1: I swear to God,
0: <laughs> I might
1: slide in the DMs. We'll see you've if he got says, to. Yes. And then just send him back like all 40 episodes where his name's been dropped.
0: (laughs) I'll just reference him. Um, But yeah, he was saying like, not everyone is a good number one. So like just because you've got a passion or an idea or something like that, or there's something you want to do, not everyone is going to be that number one leader. Some people, Mm -hmm. their, their true passion and their purpose and what they're most good at might be a second or a third or a fourth. And they would get just as much happiness and from doing that rather than trying to, you know, start the business or whatever. So it is important to remember that, you know, sometimes the bar doesn't have to be so high for ourselves or perhaps the direction that you're going, you know, it might change over time and you might find something that you really do settle into.
1: Yeah, that's right. It just really depends on your personality type and the things that you love. I mean, not everyone is like us and who loves being in the spotlight and and all of that. So it definitely takes a personality type to do what we do, but it's just about finding what you enjoy doing. Um, But obviously our examples are sort of, yeah, related to our life and our personality type. So do contain things that are pretty out there, but you know, we've had (laughs) our years of playing small and then things have really changed and we've, we've done some pretty cool things, I suppose we got to um, mm. own that. Like it's not every day that I sort of allow myself to reflect on like, yeah, all right. You did some pretty cool things. Doesn't mean it's yeah. not, um, but let's appreciate it. eh? appreciate that. The horizon. Was it?
0: Yes. The sunset. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think um, we always do that with each other. Like it's really hard sometimes to appreciate what you have done or what you've accomplished. Mm. And that's why it's really good to have other people in your life to bounce each other um, or to bounce ideas off. And, you know, uh, just between us and everyone else listening, you know, (laughs) Danny and I often sit back and we go, that was a really good episode, but if that was us on our own, we wouldn't do that. I wouldn't high five myself and be like, nailed it, Sherelle, Mm. you know, but when you've got other people to bounce ideas off and be like, oh yeah, okay. Like it allows you to stop being so harsh on yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's what we'll delve into those limiting beliefs that, that still pop up. Um, So the first example that we'll talk about is our competing history. I mean, we've spoken about sort of our journey and all of that, uh, but yeah, let's get into it. So do you remember what you were like before you started and then sort of the limiting beliefs that came up? Mm.
0: I guess it's a, a really common question is like what got you into competing or Mm-mm. you know what made you want to start and I think back and it's like wow like I really had no idea what I was getting into I sort of just jumped in and guessed a lot of things and we can look net back now and be like wow but I feel as though there's a big difference between you know when we first started competing back in
1: was it 2016 yeah that I think was that
0: was mine. my first year.
1: Yep, same.
0: Compared to now, you know, like Mm -hmm. the social media pressures are just so different and now we're exposed to things that we weren't even thinking about, like questions that we didn't even know should have been asked. Mm. I didn't know comp prep coaches existed. So Mm -hmm. like I did all on my own at the start because I didn't know that that service was even available and that was because I wasn't on Instagram. Like it's very, very different now and when I look back in hindsight, sometimes ignorance is bliss. Like I was very not confident, but being like, no, this is a great challenge. You know, I'm really going to push myself. I'm not going to compare myself because I just had that forward vision and no panoramic view of, of like what that chick was doing or what that coach was, was prescribing or, you know, Mm. so it was very much in my lane because I didn't have comparison to myself or other people, but in, but absolutely no doubt. Like I obviously had um, limiting beliefs and being like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Like, mm. is this something I I want to get into? But I would say limiting beliefs for me in terms of competing really showed up later on once I'd sort of done quite well and sort of put more energy and time, effort, money into mm. it. That was when I sort of felt a bit more pressure. You know, when I became pro competing at pro shows, that's a whole nother level.
1: Um, yeah, level, see? Level, level. There we go. Okay. So once it started getting a bit more serious in your eyes and, and once the novelty of um, us having the excuse of winging things wears off, yep. then what started yep. showing up when you came pro? I guess just feeling
0: like I was back to kindergarten again, being mm-hmm. like, okay, you spend all this time trying to stand out, trying to build your physique because you know muscle development takes a long time and getting to a certain point you know it takes a long time whereas then when I felt like I went pro and I was starting to look at pro shows it's like okay now you're up against the big dogs and now you're up yeah. against people who do have 10 years training experience on you um so it is very much you know in in high school you're at year 7 again and you got to climb that ladder you know so I think um but at the same time you know I'm. I wasn't like insecure getting into pro shows. I was just more aware that yep. you know, hey, you're probably not going to place in your first pro show. That's cool. So it depends on why you're competing in terms of that specific example. But you can really apply it to any sort of um any sort of league or sport or anything like that where it does require you to step up to that next level.
1: Mm, yeah, for sure. What about you,
0: Danny? Like when you started out competing, you had a bit of a a different um. I guess, you know, starting point, like, you know, what, what sort of got you into it and, you know, what showed up for you?
1: Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Um, well, I, I did have a coach, Hattie, who's been on the show, but still there was that level of uncertainty. I still had no idea what I was doing. Um, and, and I suppose the common limiting beliefs that showed up for me was, will I be ready on show day? Yeah. Uh, the posing. And, and as I've mentioned, I've been called um a little giraffe in my first posing classes by my instructor. Um he's like you walk like a giraffe. I'm like, "Fuck, I don't know what I'm doing." Oh um and just the fact of being in front of so many people doing the mm. things that scare you. So naturally that all came up for sure. And mm. and it still does sometimes. Mm. But as I practice, practice, practice as we do with anything, that fear sort of goes away and you become more confident doing that thing but it wasn't just practice. It was the change in mindset, knowing that I'd asked for help in everything that I was uncertain on. And then knowing that I also did my best at that point in time. So you've done what, 10 shows now? And was it Mm. 10? I've done five each time. Yes, it gets harder because the stakes are higher, particularly when more people know who you are on social media, I noticed that was a thing. But that's all external pressure I would place on myself. No one was placing pressure on me. So then just adding in the extra tools of visualization, meditation, learning how to tap into that person on stage. I got rid of the giraffe and and tried to bring on the lioness. Just really a lot of it came from, yeah, the mindset behind getting Mm -hmm. on stage and and just being at peace with where we're at at that point in time. I think it's very Mm -hmm. important. Uh, so it has been interesting. I haven't competed as a pro yet. I was going to do October, but obviously COVID uh, stopped that. There is, has been an announcement for shows next year. I'm unsure right now. But when it does come to that crunch time, the things that I will need to work on is definitely that stage presence um, and continuing to get the muscle development that does take longer uh, once you've been training for a long amount of time. So there's definitely a, a, a whole nother uh, level and devil. I'm going to keep using those. Words. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it's, you know, with competing and I, I don't know how many times I've said this or, or spoken about this, but, you know, pro is more than the body. It's so much more than that. It is that mindset of you, you stop really playing that comparison card. Like we've all been through it and it's, it's like trying to compare body weight. Like, mm. how do you even know what's in that body weight, right? Mm. So when we're comparing, you know, it is it is a dangerous um, rabbit warren, but becoming a pro and, you know, I think we really delved into this with Hattie talking about that, you know, we compete alongside each other and it's about our own progression. And I think that's my favorite part of competing is like the mental growth because even physically, like obviously you're going to develop more muscle. You've got to get lean, you know, you're posing um, all that sort of stuff. Physical is um, an amazing transformation, but generally the harder you work or for me anyways, the harder that I work or the more effort that I know I put into it, the more that stuff just comes secondary. Like it's the process, right? And Mm. you can get on stage. If I get on stage and I know that I've done a half ass job or I've let things slide and I've done that before, Um, you get on stage and you're not as confident in yourself because you know that there's, that you've got room for improvement. That's completely normal. It's the same with everything. It's like, if you don't feel a hundred percent prepared, it's not because you're not physically normally. It's because you haven't put that work ethic in
1: Mm, for sure. And once you do reach that pro status, it's not like people roll out a red carpet for you, as I've said, like the challenges Mm -hmm. are still there. It's still hard. Um, So Let's uh, continue to spread the message that you know. Once you reach a certain thing, like you still have to put in the work. Not every your life doesn't just turn peaceful into you're you're a Buddha. Like the challenges still arise, and then you're on to the next one and the next. Yeah, one. so that's why yeah. we're here. Yeah, and I think
0: we spoke about it as well. But becoming a pro actually makes that so much harder because then you're you're compared against pros as well. Like you're competing in that pro division, whereas when you're amateur, it was like so much fun, don't you reckon, like going and be like, oh, you know, Um, but when you, when you get up to that pro level, you're like, okay, pull, pull the boots up, it's it's really time to, um, you know, put the worth in.
1: Yeah, for sure and this is translated across all goals, the higher you climb within yourself um, and your surroundings, yeah, there is that expectation and that level and that status that you've, you've placed on yourself and it's important to sort of, meet that um as well but then also not let it get the better of you because Mm. yeah often we put the most pressure on ourselves yeah are you ready to move on to the next thing yeah let's do it so transitioning from a secure job to starting a business now i know that everyone or a lot of people always say you know i'm gonna start my own business and then i can go to the beach and just sit back and like Everyone will do it all for me. No. What have you learnt this year, Sherelle? It's been a, it's a it's massive <laughs> year for you with this one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So everyone knows that I've transitioned from, I guess, working um, as shift work to starting my own business. And like what you said, Danny, it's so the opposite of that. <laughs> Not that I ever that that was the case because you know when you surround yourself with people that do have businesses and work equally hard you see the effort right I think it's you know you see people on Instagram like doing that you know like online coaches just at the beach their yeah. laptop
1: or drinking coffee <laughs> and it's like I tried wow. that once my laptop overheated I'm like this is <laughs> my laptop literally was like too hot I'm like oh well, oh I'll,
0: like comes up yeah 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 it's not it's so not like that and i think as well if if you're like you know obviously there's like a big process involved like mentally transitioning from you know that secure job to doing a business there's so much into it like what you know what is the business are you actually passionate about it are you willing to leave your profession for that like you know there's all that but when it comes to like what you just said danny with a business, there's no clock off. There's no like, there's no boss being like, oh, you better take your break. Or, you know, there's no overtime pay. It, it's just an expectation is what you do. And um, I guess the difference is, is that if you're getting into something like that for the right reason, uh, it's usually because you are passionate about it. So, you know, you're willing to work hard for it. You're willing to do go the extra mile and work those extra hours. Essentially, they don't they shouldn't feel too strenuous,
1: you know, doing big days is sort of a part of the job as a business owner. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no real clock off and that's when discipline has to come into play. But I sort of just write it out if I'm having a, or, or a day of where I just on and on and on, I just keep going. Um, but yeah, learning to push and pull. But I think the important thing is in order to start your, your own business, definitely do it that something, about do it with something that will excite you. Now, you don't always have to be passionate about every part of it. I mean, there's taxes, there's accounting, there's all that side of it, but you want it to get you out of bed excited for a vision. Now, mm. I found the transition, so I worked for other people for, for years, ages, and then I learned so much from them, which was amazing. It built my confidence. It really allowed me to work out what I liked doing and what I didn't like doing. But then I had a vision that was different to what anyone else had actually done. And then I'm like, well, Danny, if you're to actually live out this vision, you're going to have to do it on your own. So Mm -hmm. as people know, I'm an osteopath. However, I've stopped all my hands on work and now really focusing sort of on the exercise rehab space, uh, programming and educating others. But I've put in decades of work before that. Um so I was able to really learn yeah from other people but then now take ownership and and really start to do things myself I still ask mm. for help I still have limiting beliefs and I find that having a team to do this is a lot easier uh saves mm. us from wearing all the hats but it yep. was a transition and a leap that had to be done and it was scary Would you mm. agree how did you feel when you had to when you mm. chose to sort of leave the nursing world Mm. yeah really scary
0: like just you just don't know right you don't know until you start Mm. and um for a big part for for a lot of me like it's sort of that identity i've always had and you know it's always going to be there for me and i don't know what the future holds probably go back and do some nursing i'm sure um keep my registration but i don't know i just think it's 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 something that i probably will eventually go back to like you know, just having that registration, you work so hard for something. You don't wanna to have to lose it. With um nursing and midwifery, it's a bit easier to do that than traditional jobs, like just say you're a teacher or something wanting to step away, you sort of gotta have a class load or, you know, whereas if you're a nurse you can do a random shift here and there and sort of keep okay. your registration, keep your your um your APRA registration, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was a long, long, long process to think about moving awakes, you know, it's probably been, I don't know, it's 12 months of really thinking about it. Like wow. generally being like really thinking about it. And then I would say another 12 months before that contemplating it. So a long time, but I'm so glad that, you know, because obviously I became a midwife and then I was like, no, 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 I need to sort of really try this, like really get right into it and make sure, you know, you've always got to try things to make sure that it is what you want to do or not, not just Mm. sort of pull the card. Well, that's my opinion anyways. Mm. But yeah, like I guess I found that just for a vast majority of the day, it's what I was thinking about all the time was sort of like the fitness industry and being able to coach. And I was like, I'd love to do that. It wouldn't feel like work to me. And, you know, I'd always sort of indirectly sort of helped friends and like, you know, sort of coached on the side, I guess, but not really just being like, no, I'm not coaching them. But then mm. I look now and I'm like, yeah, I sort of was. So mm. it's um it really does just take a bit of time to build up your own confidence. And for me it was just being like, no, this is what I want to do. Just to be able to build that reassurance in yourself that you're making the right decision. And I yep. don't I think you're always gonna doubt stuff, right? Like it doesn't matter what you do. You're always gonna doubt it. Like Luke said to me the other night, he's like, how did you know that you wanted to? And I was like, I don't know. Like I still don't really know. It's just all a game, right? Like you go Mm -hmm. in, you trial it. And like what you said, there's certain parts of your day and your job that you don't like. That's normal. But Mm. the good is supposed to outweigh the bad.
1: Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned you um, took 12 months to to decide or even longer. What were you thinking about that whole time? What what were the limiting beliefs in that scenario for you that were coming up? Mm.
0: I mean, I guess. I don't actually know what took me so long. You know, I was just a bit sort of unsure, like a bit of imposter syndrome, I guess. I really Mm -hmm. wanted to, you know, finish, you know, I I think I felt like I needed to know more and to study more and I wasn't quite ready for that. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess it was just my own confidence in not being sure and waiting for this right answer or someone to be like, this is the right decision. Then I sort of realised that no one's going to do that for me Mm -hmm. and the only way I'm going to know is by trying. So I think to be honest, like COVID was something that really just fast tracked that, you know, like really just forced that. Obviously um, workplace is a lot more stressful at the moment and I was really enjoying the coaching. i had sort of started to do both you know, I'd done sort of drop back hours and, and picked up coaching stuff as what you would normally do, like pull back from one and start with the other. So then that in itself built confidence in me to be like, oh, okay. Like, and then as well reassured me that it's like, yeah, this is what you're actually really enjoying doing. You know, Mm -hmm. when, when I could actually look at the both and compare them and be like, what am I enjoying more so? But yeah, that was my sort of thought process.
1: Thanks for weaning that out. (laughs) No, thanks for sharing. I suppose it's because it's so common. And when we're talking about it ourselves, it can bring up a lot of emotions. But I feel like this is what everyone goes through. And no one, as you said, can help you really make that decision. Life and and your own body gives you little clues. And if Mm. we tap into that, we're like, hang on a minute. I really, Mm. I can't stop thinking about the other thing. And then the, the beliefs because, yeah, COVID also fast-tracked my um, job and career, which it's one good thing to come out of this situation because there was a period where I, I was still working for other people in clinics who I love, love, love so much because they taught me amazing things. Um, but then with COVID, there was a, probably about a month where I was like, mm, I'm, a bit, I'm not going to do hands-on. And then that month, I'm like, I'm never going back. But of course came the limiting beliefs, like I don't want to disappoint the people I was working with, like they put so much effort to teach me things, like am I letting them down, I feel really bad, COVID's stressful, what if I'm, you know, I'm leaving them in the dust, like all these things came up and and to have that conversation with them, I was like, oh, because, you know, deep Mm. down, I'm you don't want to disappoint people. And, and Mm. that was the biggest thing for me. I'm like, I really hope I'm not letting anyone down. But then sort of got over that and and had the conversations and they're like, a, they knew it was coming anyway, because it was that obvious because everything I put on my social media and all that. And, and B they're like, thank you. This is all part of the process. Like as business owners themselves, staff come and go. It's, it's a part of it. And that's just the growth like, and, and someone, they were truly happy to see me grow, which I know that they were such a genuine person then because, and, and Mm. it's like us with our clients, you know, if they leave, it's okay. Like you Mm. want them to have learned enough to then go and do it on their own or to then teach their clients. Like that's the beauty of it. And we can't get attached to someone out of fear. So once I sort of recognized all of that, I just kept surrounding myself with people who were who were like that, and then it made the transition a lot better. Um, mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's a big one. And that's something as well, like I can really relate to you, like letting people down and being like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. And if I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good, I'm helping others, you know, and um, I had the most amazing like nurse unit manager, like mm. the most amazing numb. And I remember when I had a meeting with her, I used to get so anxious and she would kill me if she hears this, but <laughs> she was so anxious going into her office. And I remember going and telling her I wanted to drop back. Um, and I was sort of explaining to her, I was like, oh, you know, I started this coaching business and you know, it's really hard being torn between two passions. And I just wanted to sort of speak to you about it. And she said to me, she goes, Cheryl, it is so amazing that you have two passions. And I was like, oh yeah, like that's really nice. Instead of being like, no, we're understaffed and you know, like I need you here and that sort of stuff. She was like, you know, you need to follow and do whatever the hell you want to do. We're going to support you in that. And I was like, Oh, and that was sort of like, the, I guess, the first sort of eye opener that it's like people just want you to be happy. So whatever that is, you know, you just need to be okay with leaning forward into that without sort of holding back on fear of of letting others down because they're, they're more often than not thinking of that.
1: Yeah. And we've had two very good experiences. However, there are still people, unfortunately, that think the other way and why do you want to leave? Blah, blah, blah. But just remember, that is a reflection on them and their insecurities. If someone truly doesn't want to see you happy, that's another excuse for you to leave. Get rid of yeah. them, out of your life. Like, yeah. it's, yes, it's a two-way street, but no. Nah, just be mindful of people like that and, and use yeah. that as your fuel to make that transition. It's probably easier if they're... If I was going to say, I
0: yeah. would be happy to be like, see ya, <laughs> see ya, but when you... <laughs> but when you're actually like yeah but when you're actually got like people that you generally don't want to disappoint because you respect their opinion and their authority that's what you want to uphold you know you don't want to develop bad relationships more often than not though it's really about how you approach the situation if you play humble pie and sort of talk about your passion being like this is what I want to do they have no choice but to come back with a response that's that's accepting and supportive Mm. because if they don't that's a horrible reflection on them and an organization.
1: Yeah. And then just do it out of respect. Don't say I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> like give some time to <laughs> it off and, and to make sure that they're okay. And then so just, yeah, you can create the situation to be beneficial for both of you. Or I even mm. um, helped them hire new staff mm. to when I, when I was leaving just to make sure that they were able to cope with the workload and things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. some, some limiting beliefs that also did come up, well, will I be good enough to work at Pro Raw Gym? I remember that coming up, like there's some pretty cool people there. Will I know enough? How will I get mm. clients? Like all of that still mm. came about, um, but then I just took ownership on my learning, really aligned with people who are the best at what they do so I could pick their brain as well um, and just kept learning and putting content out there and then everything just, just comes together. But it does come with an extreme work ethic. You cannot mm. just sit back and go, all right, where is everyone knocking on the door? Mm. Mm. Yeah. You have to truly be really want to do it for the right reasons and want to help
0: people as well as like what you said, be willing to put the hours in. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I am a big advocate of sleep quality, but you know, sometimes I'm up at midnight on my Green. you know sometimes you've I got to you've got to yeah like if I've got a lot of work to do like I'll forego my sleep so um I mean you know I'm, I'm an advocate for sleep and I'll pay up for it the next night but when things have got to be done you know you've got to do them you're the business owner so that's the card that you've got to wear um the same as like if you've got clients in different time zones and different countries and stuff like that yeah. it's a 24 hour gig you know it's not just office hours anymore you know I was very aware going into that but I could imagine if you didn't and you didn't think, like I n- I've never thought about um, coaching as sitting at a coffee shop on your laptop. I've never mm. thought about that. You see the photos and you're like, rightio. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> I don't know, but the I've never thought about it.
1: I have like, and I say it like, I don't know if people spend too, 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 too much time on Instagram. I understand we both do and and it's great. But it, the more people spend on Instagram posts about how much work they're doing, it's like mm, you're probably not actually working, mate. Like there's a fine line yeah. between putting content out or just pretending that you're working. Like I don't yeah, know. yeah, 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 a hundred percent. You know, it comes
0: down to like next level organization. Um, and you know, I couldn't agree more on this. Days that I'm really busy you know, I'll say to Luke, oh, I haven't really been on Instagram today. It's like, I feel like you're always on there, like with your stories. And it's like, well, when you learn how to bleed it into your life, you can sort of make it work, but yeah. you know, and all that sort of stuff, it does come secondary to, you know, the actual work. It has to, it has to, if you're not replying yes. to clients or posting on Instagram, <laughs> there's a problem there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not, not ideal. Um, but then it does come down to, to setting boundaries as well. And I feel like because you've sort of just transitioned and you're still finding your feet, finding what works, what doesn't. And, and even me as well, um, I've sort of fully only started really in January at ProRoll full time. And then you eventually find what works and your hours can be a bit more condensed. You know, it might yeah. not have to be up at midnight, but at the start mm-hmm. you have to work. It, it could be 10 years of this. Who knows? Um, you sort of see big, big CEOs of massive companies, they have a little bit more flexibility and freedom to do what they want. And and on their timeframe doesn't mean they're not working hard, but they've grown a team to do the little Mm. jobs. So they sort Mm. of oversee everything and then, and manage everyone. Um, That's Mm. probably when a, a position comes in when you can, not that I'm there, not that I know, but from an outsider's point of view, they can sort of come and go as they want um, and make those decisions. A little bit different to when you're starting out and, and you're trying to sort of do a lot, most of the work. Mm.
0: 100%. Like being able to outsource is really um, is really important. But at the same time, sometimes it can be hard to sort of let go and, and delegate and mm. be okay with that. Be okay with delegating some of the things because, you know, you've also sometimes, more often than not, you're not the only person that can do all the jobs. Mm. You know, you have to learn to be able to either teach other people how to, um, or delegate to people who do have a better skill set at that area, or, you know, perhaps just getting like the little jobs like your taxes and your books and all that sort of stuff that you we freaking hate doing anyways. Mm. I would mm. pay someone else to do that. But you you figure all that out as you go, don't you think? Like I still yep. got no freaking idea really what I'm doing. I'm just winging it and you learn it as you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You learn it as you go. And then as you said, you've surrounded yourself with people who have businesses. So you, you learn the language and you learn what other people are doing and that's the best way to do it. Um, mm. But you just have to start, as you said earlier, there's no book on on how to be Sherelle Grant and what she does in her life. Like you need to literally, <laughs> can I write it? Enough. Yeah, well, you write it every day on, and on your page and all of that. So that's, right. that's the cool thing. And that's why I suppose you had to make that transition out from nursing because you do have a vision that no one is doing and it's exciting. Mm. So yeah, I'll challenge you on, on the fact that you think you'll be going back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, mate. Get rid of that safety net. But keep it for now... But I don't think you'll be going back. <laughs> make, take make, I reckon you'll be going back to hospitals to give a speech, to teach nurses, not to actually be there. I don't know. That's my prediction. Yep. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. You know, i had always had that vision of being able to
0: like go and like speak to shift workers and be able to like educate them on, you know, because the health and fitness culture in hospitals is Freaking disgusting! Like it's really, really bad in terms of how we're looked after. You know, mm. like we should be getting endorsements to go to the gym and shit like that, but we don't get yeah. any of that. Um, it took me twelve months to get a spot in the bike shed. Like I was oh on the wait list. So, you know, there's is really no health and fitness culture and I would love to be able to catalyst that one day. But, you know, when I was in like or in nursing, I always thought that I wanted, I really wanted to be a clinical educator. That's what I wanted to do. I loved having students and I love sort of teaching like in that setting. And that's always what I thought I wanted to do was like, sort of teaching and move into like a clinical role but now that I look back I'm like really what I love doing is 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 educating like that's what I like doing so it's funny how these sorts of roles like we can wear them in different areas it's just about realizing where we want to take that hat and what room we want to step into with it you know we're not losing the hat or the identity we're just Mm. wearing it in
1: in another scene really cool so in terms of the next level for you business wise what do you think is coming up
0: I really want to be able to, you know, create that platform, like coaching for women through education, like embodying, I guess, the health, because we know Mm. that health and fitness, it's like they should be integrated, but they're not. Mm. And I think that's what we often see not enough of is, you know, people talking about sleep and like nutrition and mindset and, you know, women's health and reproductive health and periods and like everything. And I just think, for a long time, you know, fitness is a very male oriented industry and I think we just need more women to step up, whether it's in all different areas. So, yeah, brilliant.
1: Yeah, Cool. Moving on. What's next? I'm going to talk about what's next in Next Level for me. Can we do that? <laughs> Absolutely. In terms of, um... <laughs> just a little plug there. Why not? I like how we're kind of interviewing each other today. It's different but it's good. Um, but yeah in terms of women stepping up i'm definitely looking to then specialize in the rehab sector but also personal training so we got personal trainers we got practitioners my next level and the challenges i'm facing now is to learn how to continue to bridge that gap whether it be having an impact in the education system um, or holding my own courses as well. So I love the common denominator between us after putting in years and, and decades of work, now paying it forward, I suppose, and, and and combining all the worlds that are still quite separate. So mm. that's the next level. The new devils are coming into, I suppose, really becoming the authority in what we do. And and mm. anyone can say it, but you sort of have to really walk the walk and and put in the time with that one. So... For us, we're just continuing to learn and, and get our message out there. So that's our next yeah for that. Yeah. And, you know, I think
0: it's really important because um, coming from like health and, and you'll be able to relate as well, um, you know, the fitness industry is really ungoverned and there's not a lot of like legislation or mm. boundaries or qualifications or anything really. It's very, very different. So I guess, you know, it's changed a lot in the last few years. Even like just from an outsider looking in, you see like all these um I guess accreditations and things sort of stepping up and all these really, really renowned coaches like putting out incredible content. Um and so much of it is free as well. Like, you know, there's so much incredible content out there that you can consume, but it's mm. it's also about knowing what's the right content to
1: consume as well. Yeah. Yeah, for mm. sure. Mm. All right. Let's go to our next example of when we have leveled up and the devil's that presented starting this podcast. Do you remember we, Oh yeah? Oh my like, like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yes. I was oh pausing God, to level. let you come in, but I could see that you're sort of drifting away. So I'm like, I'll take this one. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, the podcast. This one. <laughs> how did it start daddy tell us uh, tell. someone called Sherelle. she was ringing my phone i'm like what does Sherelle want no <laughs> oh, I did too. it was an hour long conversation this was before while we were prepping i think in about september in the yeah. same conversation i think when you said you were going to take your implant on out a month out before stage i was like "Fuck, you're brave <laughs> um but then, yes how about we start a podcast danny and yep. Here we are. We waited until we competed. You um, had the idea to get the the photo backstage. I remember, oh, like Danny, where's Dallas? Let's go get that photo. It's going to be our podcast cover. I'm like, all right, and here we go. Um, yeah, yeah, that was
0: cool. You know, I've I've been like a podcast enthusiast for like years. You know, like. I listen to at least one podcast a day. I would say it if I'm doing the wow. dishes or whatever. I've got a podcast on. And of How often things, do you listen to ours, I have to ask? Oh, every now and then. Like, not that often. I don't really like listening to myself too much. But, you know, if, <laughs> if um, you know, for example, the last podcast with Luke, like, listen back on that. Because yeah. sometimes you forget or when, like, with Gabby, like, I've listened to that a couple of times. But, you know, I've always listened to podcasts and just really struggled to find one that sort of covered all basis, especially mm. female. Like all the podcasts I do listen to at the moment are men, which is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I sort of thought, oh, there's like this void where, you know, there's there's no females in the fitness space, like really, you know, leveling up. And that's where mm. that name come from, yep. of being able to, you know speak about everything openly and honestly as well as like broadcast all the nitty-gritty you know we don't we're not just facts and science we're very practical and just human and Mm. and who we are and authentic and I just sort of thought it'd be so cool to do a podcast and I said to Luke I was like (laughs) Luke I should do a podcast and Luke's like (laughs) "Mm, I don't know oh and I was like like, on my own. He's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, you can talk a lot. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. But anyways, and I thought about it for a while. And then I was like, oh, daddy would be a good co-host. Oh. a team. But then remember, I called you. It was eight weeks out, by the way. I remember because I was sitting uh, in the car. I remember when I was going to ask you. And, I was, and then we spoke about it. And I was like, you know, you want to do a podcast? And then um, we were like, oh, yeah, let's get it going as we do. Excited. Yeah. And then we came to that. That we would wait until after the show because brain cells, right? Yeah, yeah. But how about getting that photo backstage? We were so tired. That's right. And I, I, I forgot. forgot after the last show. Yeah, yeah you didn't want You didn't want I had <laughs> oh to and really run you. Yep. <laughs> Running around backstage, half my tan was off. I'd already <laughs> eaten like three slices of pizza, <laughs> <laughs> and then I down, was like, "Danny." i get this photo because we're going to regret it if we don't. hundred percent. photo.
1: Oh, you're amazing. And I'm so glad you asked me. So thank you. Um, <laughs> but naturally, the limiting beliefs, I suppose, that showed up for me was, oh, well, is anyone going to listen? Like, will it even be good? <laughs> because I actually started a podcast maybe two years ago. We got about five episodes in, but then called it. So I was kind of like, is that going to happen again? Like, yeah, do I know enough? How do I even do this remember our first episode like we recorded two i think and then one stuff. the sd card stuffed up in our thing and you know but you just have to learn yeah and apparently some people do listen so that's pretty cool thanks guys
0: (laughs) (laughs) so when you did start a podcast a couple of years ago what didn't work like what was the what did you learn from that
1: um i think it i wasn't ready for it personally and it was just a different dynamic no disrespect to the awesome legend who I did it with um but the the dynamic probably just wasn't the same we're just at different life Mm. paths, so I think it makes it easier that you and I have very similar values um even though we call each other yin and yang we're very much the same yeah so it I find that it works well and all of that so we're Mm. what nearly a year no how long we've been doing this well this is episode 45 so yeah, weep. so we'll
0: be we'll be coming up to a year, guys, and you know we would probably have to have a think about you know perhaps doing something exciting for that one year episode, you know yeah. whether it's a special episode or whatever it might be. So if you guys have any ideas, well, you know, slide into the level up DM yeah, cool. because yeah, it's gonna creep up. And what an incredible twelve months! It has just absolutely flown this past yeah. year, and I know twenty twenty's been you know uncomfortable to say the least, for most people. But I think if you always look back, there's always positives to come out of, you know, these sorts of times. I know like we've just spoken about, there's been a lot of of positives for us. Of course, there's been hardship, but there's always, you know, something to learn and something to gain if you go looking for it.
1: Yeah. So how we were talking about in this episode, you reach a goal and then there are new challenges and new devils and you go again. I feel like this whole year was just one of that. Like you reach mm. the year, and then the challenges is just like boom, like on a massive scale. And then, mm. well, hopefully next year we've we've reached that next level. I mean, if we got over this far out, but that's yeah. going to be the process forever. If we're continuing to grow as a human, there's always going to be obstacles and challenges to um, make us stronger. Really. Mm. Mm. and it
0: comes with the type of personality as well like if you're always someone looking for that that next sort of thing and to be honest if you're someone who competes you probably are you know mm. always striving to be better than what you were previously it it doesn't just show up in competing it shows up everywhere you know business relationships you're always trying to seek that that approval because the way we do anything is the way we do everything so it mm. is really interesting and I think this year like what you said has been really eye-opener it's fast-tracked a lot of things for um I'm sure not only us but everyone else. Listening as well,
1: yeah, for sure. So just keep at it. Welcome these challenges, and and the more uncomfortable something is, the bigger change is going to come out of it. I mean, that's mm. always like hindsight's easier. When I'm in, like, I mean, I've cried the most this year in my whole life. Oh. I'm 28. I can. I cried the most this year from the first zero to 27 years. But yeah. oh well, it feels like we're coming on the back end of it now. So there's going to be another devil coming then by the sounds of it, but it's all part of the growth.
0: Yeah. Don't worry. I've been there right with you. Like, you know, I'm the same. I reckon I've cried more in the last few months than I have in my entire life as Legit- well. And with good reason, you know, I'm very overwhelmed. So, um, you know, do you have any other final notes to add Danny?
1: Any other levels or devils? I don't know. Well, we'll see what's coming. Hey, eh? not really. That was a fun one.
0: Not at the moment.
1: Yeah. So thank again everyone
0: for tuning in and lesson listening to another episode um like i said you know 12 months is really coming up it's going to come up really quickly so if you do have any ideas or anything that you want us to do something special slide into the dms uh and again if you did gain anything from this episode please do take a screenshot tag danielle tag myself and of course
1: tag the level up podcast